Hey, Sean here, coming at you from the Czech Republic. Now that you know that, it's exciting. Recorded the episode last week to answer the question, why did we move here? Why did I join Deep Clean? So hopefully that's given you some insights, a little bit more about my story as well. I think there's something really important about hearing people who've gone through the journey, hearing about their stories, realizing that their life isn't just easy and because they're free from porn, you know, they have some miracle juice or something like that. It's like, man, no, it's not like that. And hopefully that was encouraging. So you want to go back and hear that. It was last week's episode, you know, why I moved to check, why I joined Deep Clean and nearly like working with Deep Clean has been such a blessing. And that's why this podcast has just kind of been more fun now. I don't have to podcast to try and market or get clients or anything like that. Sure, I want to make people aware that there are you know opportunities to book a call with Deep Clean or join the Secret Up community, etc. But it's really cool to have a more loosey-goosey approach to podcasting now, having a little bit more fun. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just really have something on my heart today that I've been sharing with clients a lot in specific, like this last week or two. It's this concept of listening to ourselves versus speaking to ourselves. And there's also this overarching theme I've been really uh, fixated on. I'll use that word because it's, it's from this book called Humility, The Beauty of Holiness by Andrew Murray. If you want to get a you know, two by four in the face every time you pick up this like 80 page book, uh, Humility by Andrew Murray. It's a very old book, but I've never read a book so piercing every time I read it. It just interrogates my soul. It is so powerful. He talks about the concept of humility being the fixation on grace, not on sin. He talks about that idea of like, that's how we die to self. That's how we be humble. Our job is to humble ourselves. God's job is to exalt us. That is, that is our job. That's incredible. And he talks about we get so fixated on sin that we actually then, you know, stay within the pride of ourselves because we're then fixated on ourselves, not on the grace. And that's just, it just blew my mind. And from that, uh, I've always talked about this idea of speaking to ourselves, not listening to ourselves, but it really took on this new uh, a level as I read that last week for the, probably the hundredth time, but it just hit me differently. I realize in my own life, of course, but as I work with guys uh, who are going through the throes of the addiction, they, they t- there's this idea of like negative self-talk um, that, that I think in many cases for a lot of people actually is not negative self-talk. It's negative self-listening. And just to like reterm that has been really helpful for a lot of the guys that I've been working with lately. There's a difference between listening to a soundtrack that is running through your head constantly that is familiar versus like speaking to yourself, speaking over yourself. It's not that often that we actually speak to ourselves. I'm such a loser. I'm such a failure. It's actually the agreeing with and listening to that soundtrack over and over again that ultimately does happen from from my own experience in my life and from what I'm hearing from guys like, oh, wow, like that, that's so true. I don't actually speak those things. They're already running through my mind and I'm just agreeing with them. And why that's important is for a couple of reasons that I unpack in this podcast episode. Uh, the first one is that, you know, our thoughts come from four places. Three of them are just no good. One of them is God. Three of them, ourselves, culture, Satan. So, you know, three out of four places that we get our thoughts from are junky, flesh, sin. Uh, you can you can probably imagine a lot of the stuff going on inside of your head. You know, there's thousands and thousands of thoughts we have every day. We don't, you know, maybe... Um, agree with thousands a day but you know it's really amazing when we look into the the ins and outs of the mind so with that in mind 
just like even right now, pause for a moment and just think back to the last time you had some negative thoughts running through your head in regards to not being good enough, being a failure, ah, being weak, being stupid, not being lovable, not being forgiven, messing up yesterday and feeling the shame and the guilt of, you know, being a failure and failing again and having to start again. Just for a moment, just think like, did I speak those things to myself or was I just kind of hearing them, a familiar voice? That's really like where we want to start with this. Because if it's us listening to ourselves, that, that's really powerful because it gives us a platform to start to speak to ourselves. But just speaking affirmations over ourselves certainly isn't just the solution that's going to heal everything. You know, when we start listening to ourselves, we start to catch on to those negative thoughts, which obviously flow from our negative beliefs. We want to really want to say, like, why, why is this so powerful? Like, where, have I, where have I felt that before? When have I felt that before? When did that become so dominating? It might string back to some very obvious abuse or trauma. It might string back to a, a friendship that ended abruptly and you felt rejected. It might, come, might, might string back to your sibling had a disability and your parents gave him all the time, not because he didn't need it, but or not, not that he didn't need it, but by the end of the day, that left you without the focus and attention of your parents. So like, I'll give you a quick example because it's, it's a bit humorous, but you know, a few, I'll say a month ago, I think it was a little longer than a month ago, but I had to call the Canadian Revenue Agency and I realized that I was like pushing it off. Like I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And I didn't really pause to stop and realize why I was doing that. I was having all these messages inside that I was agreeing with but I was kind of just moving through my day as like, oh, that's just kind of separate to everything else I'm doing. You know, work's going well, things are going good. You know, that's just a, that's just like a one-off thing. But what I realized is like, man, I am really feeling a lot of fear and anxiety. These messages in my head are saying, you know, you've made a mistake, you've done something wrong, you've failed. And really what that was, is it was rooted in my childhood. My parents would always talk about, you know, anytime you have to call the government, they're going to penalize you for something. They're going to find something wrong with you. They're going to take your money. All they care about is you're taking your money and making sure that you suffer. Basically, that was the messaging growing up. I'm like, wow, like no wonder I don't want to call the government. I know this is a a different example than like relapsing and and then having all these you know, thoughts flood. But there's similarities here. And I want you to realize like how subtle it can be. Because if we can pick up on the more subtle things in our life, we can kind of pick at that low-hanging fruit and start to build some mental muscles, some, some ability to go against what's going on here. So I remember like finally having that awareness. I don't know why it plagued me so much. I think it was just with the move to check and everything. But I remember like journaling about it. And it's like everything my parents said has never been true. Like I've actually, like every time I call CRA, they're, they're pretty nice people. Um, the people that I'm calling are not like the people like from the government that are even going to penalize me. They're just there to help me get information. Um, you know, there's nothing that I've done wrong from what I can gather. No one's messaged me to say I've done anything wrong. Um, if I have done something wrong, it'd be better to find out now than later. So I was just able to speak to myself. Listening to myself was terrifying me speaking to myself was helping me realize that this is a normal situation that needs to be solved that there are people on the other end of the line that can help me solve these things that there actually are nice people that have helped me many many times and it was in the speaking to myself that i was able to calm down it was the 
you know, fixating on the grace of how other people have treated me before that helped me rather than the fixation on, let's call it the sin. Like, let's just say like of, of my parents, basically uh, extremism, their fear mongering, right? It's like, oh, this is, you know, this blanket statement. So that's just a really subtle, even maybe silly example to you, but it's, it can be as, 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 as something like, you know, I had to watch Violet, our daughter for the weekend. Helena was really sick. So there's two challenges there. Um, Violet wants mommy more than daddy and mommy's sick and uh, mommy nurtures Violet better than daddy and mommy's sick. So, you know, I can spend time and be with Violet. I love being a dad, but it's very challenging when she wants mommy. It's very challenging when she's used to having her times with mommy and her routines and stuff. So, you know, I woke up Monday morning after the weekend, obviously making several mistakes and errors and totally, you know, tons of different areas as a parent. And I could, I could hear that small voice in the back of my head saying, you're a bad parent. You know, you shouldn't even have tried some of those things you tried in terms of, you know, disciplining Violet or talking to her about certain things. You just really, you really blew it. You know, you should have done some more research. You should have done better. You should have talked to Helena before you tried to, you know, whatever, have a new consequence or something like that. I could just hear this, this voice that's so familiar to, to me, to humanity. Like, you failed. You're not good enough. You should have done better. And I was definitely listening to those thoughts. Um, but I could, I just had like, a, I was laying in bed having a little nap and I just had like enough strength to fight back and speak to myself. And I don't even remember exactly what I was saying, but it was like, I did, I did the best that I could. I learned a ton. And I know the next time I get to spend time with Violet, I'm going to do even better because of what I learned. I was, I was able to say like, you know, Violet's in toddler mode right now. That is a challenging season. And she still wanted to hug me and kiss me goodnight. She still wanted to be with me. I have not hurt her or harmed her in any way. I think, you know, that it falls into that good enough parenting. So just some examples of like some of the ways I was able to, what we would say, offer compassion to myself. Yeah, obviously things could always be better, but are we really going to play that perfection route? When that quote from the book, humility says the, the fixation on grace is what brings humility. The fixation on grace is what brings death to self. That is where we flourish as humans, as, as children of God. That's where we experience the Holy Spirit working through us in fullness. Like if I just focused on my sin and my, my errors, like what is that going to do? Jesus says so clearly in Matthew and the Beatitudes, like worrying doesn't add a single hour to your life. And I'm the master at worrying about certain things. Well, there are areas of my life that I've gotten much, much better. So this is what, this is like the message I wanted to talk to you guys about is like, first of all, start to decipher, am I listening to myself or am I speaking to myself? If you're listening to yourself, begin to open up space <clears throat> to speak and try it. Speak to yourself with compassion. Speak to yourself with understanding. Speak to yourself with care. Speak to yourself with affirmation. Speak to yourself with scripture. Speak to yourself with truth. It's much like the inner child work that I do with guys. It's like we want to, you know, offer compassion and understanding and grace and affirmation to the inner child, but then we also want to offer leadership, but it has to go in that order. And I think we need that so much when we're feeling low, when we have made errors. You know, we look at the response of Jesus Christ to the woman caught in adultery. Like, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Like, I love you so much. 
you take that love and change your life. What a what an incredible gift that that scripture is. Like what an incredible gift. So many things we see in especially in the gospels. It's like wow, what a response that totally goes against what we think Jesus is saying or thinking about us. So I really really want to challenge you to do that. To start speaking to yourself in the kindness and the compassion and the grace and the mercy. But also be aware that there, there still is a standard, but we are much, much better to hit a standard, much more likely to hit a standard when we feel loved, when we feel cared for, when we feel understood, rather than when we feel a, a sense of like fixing, you know, it's like, oh, you know better than that. You shouldn't have done that. That just doesn't prove to work very well from the guys that I've worked with in my own life. I see guys thriving much, much more, 99% of the time, from a loving kindness approach. Not an enabling approach, but a Jesus grace and truth approach rather than the pull, you know, pull up your panties, you know better. There are times where we need to challenge people and challenge ourselves, but a, a challenge must still be loving. It must still be caring. It must still come from a place of understanding. I think this is why so many parents and pastors have really failed. And I say that sensitively because I've failed so much, but I say it sensitively because I think pastors especially have done a, a disservice to a lot of people where they give advice like, you know, just pray more and read your Bible more without understanding someone's problem. I remember sending a message like two weeks ago to a guy in the deep clean community. He was basically saying that he has realized that he has an issue with discipline and he has this great intellect of like morning routines are good and all these things are good, but he just can't come to the place of being able to discipline himself enough to do what he knows is right for a consistent habit to develop. And I saw all these comments of like tips on like how to fix that problem of discipline. And I ended up just saying like, hey man, like what is your connotation of the word discipline? Like what goes on in your, what goes through your body when you even hear the word discipline? It was really amazing how he responded. He said he never thought of it that in perspective. He actually realized like the word discipline has a negative connotation. It's like if that has a negative connotation, you're not going to develop a liking to it. You need to understand where did that word get a negative connotation? You know, he had an, an Asian background. So, you, you know, a lot of Asian families have a strict discipline rule, a lot, of, a lot of rules in the family, you know, high grades are a standard, all these things. It's like, no wonder the word discipline would be negative for him. So you have to heal that before you can actually be able to grow in the desire to be a disciplined person. So again, fixating on grace, grace says you can go and heal that and figure this out. Grace says you can wake up tomorrow and try again. Grace says you're going to learn a lot from what just happened important and from that we say there's truth this standard from jesus christ is, is, is holiness but it's only from fixating on grace that we could ever even imagine moving towards the idea of holiness and that's actually what the book humility by andrew murray is about is the the beauty of holiness and there's something so holy about us living from the love of christ not trying to earn it so that, that, that's something that was really on my heart uh, today as I was thinking, what should I podcast about? I had a different topic. I realized I already covered it, the idea of wants and needs. That was like maybe uh, two months ago or something. So it's been coming up like crazy with clients. So I thought I would do an episode on it. And I realized I already did. So that was pretty cool. But uh, guys, listening to yourselves is not speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves is how we renew the mind. Speaking to ourselves is how we fixate on something. It's so, so important. It gives yourself the chance to agree with something new and fresh. 
you know, like I said, if there's three places your thoughts come from that are negative and only one that's positive, you can, you better believe that like, you know, that's, I don't know what, what's the math there? 66 point something, something percent of your thoughts are, are junky are not good. Um, that's, or sorry, that's, that's just terrible math. 20, 25%. That's hilarious. This is why I coach men in pornography recovery, because there's no math involved. Even when I set up my own calendar, sometimes I make mistakes. So there's math involved. So that's really hilarious. 25%. So 75% of your thoughts are junky guys. Like think about that. If you're listening to 75% junk, you can imagine the 25% doesn't really penetrate and get into a place where you're like, oh yeah, like I can really hold on to that truth today. You really need to speak that truth over you. Oh, please do that. Speak it over yourself, like in the mirror, out loud, do that. It's going to be so powerful. And again, that idea of fixating on grace is how we grow in humility, is how we die to ourselves. I'm not gonna go too much into that whole concept. Like if you wanna get an incredible book, Humility by Andrew Murray, there's a lot of like like, uh, like different people are publishing that book because it's so old. So the, the cover of the book itself is pretty ugly, but it's just what's written in it is incredible. Um, so that's all I have to share today. I, I don't really have too much else. I really wanted to keep this message quite simple. Um, Speak to yourself. Stop listening to yourself. Boom. Summed up pretty clearly. Hopefully this has been helpful. I find it to be tremendously helpful when we look into all the areas of growing in how we talk to ourselves. There's another episode I'm thinking about coming out with soon on how to be skeptical in a healthy way. So stay tuned for more. I'm excited to continue to be podcasting, bringing new uh, episodes and insights from what I'm learning from working with Deep Clean. I got like, you know, between 30 and 35 clients a week on most, most weeks. So I'm able to learn a lot about what people are needing right now more than ever. And I want to bring that to the podcast. So if you want to learn more about Deep Clean, you certainly can. I'm going to put a link below where you could book a call with our, our strategy team and really get a, get a chance to have somebody learn about your story and find out how Deep Clean could help you break down those barriers and find that lasting freedom that I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're looking for. So I'll put that link below at secrethabit.ca slash call. And I'll probably link a few other resources there as well for some freebies if you want to get in on any of those. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. If you'd share or rate and review this, it just helps so much. Spread the word. Get into the algorithms more. It just blesses us. And really, more importantly, it blesses other people. So you can be a part of the mission of spreading the word, of breaking the secret habit, helping men and women overcome sexual struggles, sexual shame, and really understand God's design for sexuality and thrive in it. So God bless.